Okay, everyone. Special treat, extra class. We're going to conclude mon um, Thursday night's class of last week. I didn't finish. I'm not planning to review, so if you want to know what we've been talking about, listen to the Thursday night class. This class is not an independent class. It's a continuation of what we studied on Thursday. It was a three-hour class, so you might want to listen to that first before you, we connect onto this class. I like when I look at my thing, it says, you are live. It doesn't say you are alive. Okay. You are live is also good. Hold on one second here. Uh, there we are. It'll be a little straighter now. Okay. So we are holding over here in Siv uh, Dalid of the Mimer, Rashem Pakadasara. This is from the year um, 56, 40, 43. 5643 from the fifth Chabad Rebbe, which is an explanation of the Tzamech Tzedek. Anyway, I'm not going to go through the things because then there's no end to how far I can we can get carried away in the recapturing what we spoke. I'm going to read inside. I'm just going to capture up on the last idea that we concluded. Um, he's explaining why when the birth of Sarah mentions two things, that Hashem remembered Sarah and Hashem did to Sarah. So in the beginning of the discourse, we discussed the difference that when it says God's name twice, and Hashem remembered, and Hashem, and the second time it doesn't say and, and it says no, it does say and. And he did, but who did? Hashem did. There it doesn't say with a vav. So we explain that there's whenever it mentions God's name with a vav, it means him and his based it, him and his court. When it says him and without, without a vav, only God's name, it's referring to God himself. And the idea of him being with the court is it represents a much lower level of the divine. It represents the level where God is already relating to the world and, and judging the world invested within the world, a much lower level, the level of Malchus and so forth, where things are pretty restricted. And that, but when it says Hashem's name without a vav, it's referring to the infinite. In Kabbalistic terminology, with, with, with a vav, it's referring to Malchus, the attribute of kingship. And without a vav, it's referring to Keser, which is the Orin Seif, which is infinite, boundless. Um, and um, we learned, and this is what he asked, uh, that in order for Sarah who naturally could not have any children in order, for, and this so, uh, so applies to all the people who can't have children naturally and all those who, um, who need a uh, miraculous miracle bracha that's completely outside of, the, of nature, whether in health, whether in children, um, one has to come on to, to co connect to this very, 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 very lofty level. Um, only from there is what the Talmud says, that children, health, and sustenance are all not, they're not dependent on merit, they're dependent on fortune. And he explained in the discourse, he asked a very big question as we were learning, how can we even say that? Um, we know in the Torah, there's so many verses that explain how that if we will obey God's commandments and we will do whatever needs to be done, then we will be blessed with all the various different blessings, which main three blessings are health, sustenance, livelihood, and um, 
finances and, uh, and children. So how can you say that these things are not dependent on merit? So what is dependent on merit? So we explain. First of all, there is, the, when someone has it within them to have children, that means regular people that for whatever reason, there's no special, they're, they're physically built that they can have children or person who's born kind of not in an extraordinary state, like we learned about one of the sages that happened to be born on the day that the uh, office that was distributing food was shut. And because of that, he was poor all his life. So people that have these extra situations or someone who has chas v'shom, God forbid, a illness or something that based on the condition of their body now, they cannot live. And in order to live, they need some kind of supernatural miracle. That's what we're talking about. Where do you need a supernatural miracle? Then we're saying it's not dependent in merit only. It's dependent on a much higher level that, that is that that is beyond all merit, beyond all, all, all any relationship with the world, with the creation. But if the, that's the case, why do we also need merit? It, it seems that you need both because by, by Sarah it says, it, 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 it mentions both these levels in order to give Sarah a child, it mentioned God with a vav, with that extra letter vav, which is representing his, him as a judge, the lower level, a place where he does consider merits and acting based on merit. And yet it also mentions that he did for her this big miracle. And that's, and that's that level that's, as we said, keser, the crown, the infinite. And that's where the child is, 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 is emanating from. That's where the miracle comes from. So what do you need both? answer this question he, he he's explaining also the the idea that what's this high level this high level that we're talking about is called mazel as we said earlier mazel in this case does not mean horoscope or various different constellations or your sign your astronomical sign these are very even though these might be spiritual ideas but they are very 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 close to our physical realm we're dealing on much, 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 endlessly much higher levels, way beyond constellations, way beyond all of this. We're talking about drawing from the source of source and a level so high that's called mazel. So to order to understand that, he explained the last thing we learned that in the, that there are two levels of soul. He explained the concept that not the entire soul can go into a body that when we talk about our own souls, only a little part of our soul is enclosed in the body. Most of our soul, the greater bulk of our soul, if you could say, the greater existence, the greater energies of our soul are transcendental energies. They're not contained within our body. But yet we explain that they drip, that, that from the higher self is dripped, certain drip, 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 and that's why it's called mazel, because mazel means the source of dripping is that there are certain awakenings and certain experiences that we experience in our conscious reality, which doesn't is not really emanating from our conscious process. It's emanating from a higher thing. It's like suddenly we get this, people might call it, I have, uh, we're following my uh, person. I don't know if it's related to that, but a person can, says they have, uh, not it, you're following your uh, intuition. Could be this is related to intuition. I'm not exactly sure, but, but definitely speaking about that there are certain times that there are special certain uh, experiences of tshuva, repentance, 
where a person doesn't really can't identify the process that brought him to that. It came sp um, spontaneously. And that's because your higher self that's beyond your consciousness has sent down a message into your lower self. It's like you open your phone and you see you have an email that you haven't opened yet. It came from somewhere. It was, it, was now, it was now sent to you. A higher let message was sent. And I remember when, 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 when um, you know, when the uh, emails and all this whole, whole, um, 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 uh, you know, technology, when we moved into the internet and uh, I was, I remember the time was before that, right? In the 1980s, 70s, yeah, when I was growing up as a kid, we didn't have that, right? In the 1990s is when we started. So remember then it was like the whole new thing, the AOL, and you would get mail, you had a mailbox. And you would, every time a mail thing came, you would hear, it would speak and it would say, you've got mail, right? So that's what it is kind of, there's some message being dropped, dropped in from above that alerts you and says, hey, something's going on. They're calling you up there. They're, they're reaching for you. And that's why, and you don't even know that that's heaven calling, but suddenly you're feeling uncomfortable or suddenly you're feeling some kind of an inspiration, some kind of a draw to live a more meaningful life, a more godlier existence. That inspiration and that feeling is because the higher self dripping is dripping, drip, 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 drip. And how does the higher self why is it inspiring you? Because it too is hearing announcements that are being made in the supernal worlds, high up there and realms way beyond our, our, our receptors. We can't receive from such a high place. Way up there in the distant, distant spiritual galaxies, very, very far away, there are powerful announcements on loudspeakers that are, that are constantly being you know, called and which God is saying, you know, repent my children, God is calling all souls to repentance. God is calling all people to get closer to him. God cries and says, please come home or things like that. We don't hear it. Those vibrations are heard, however, by our super soul, the part of our soul that's not in our body. It communicates to the tail end of the soul that's in the body. And we don't know where it came from, but that's the idea. So from here, we see that the transcendental element of the soul is called the mazel because it's the source of the drip. So just like it is in our own private little self, he's going to explain, so it is in the greater cosmos. That here, here too, there is a lower part of the divine there is in the soul of creation, in the soul of the, of, the, of the entire creation. Before we spoke in the micro, now speak in the macro. So in the greater scale, the scheme of things, the, the part of the soul that goes into the body is, I'm sorry, the, 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 the life force that is the soul of creation, literally, that is pulsating continuously and turning, moving, moving the galaxies, moving the, moving the whole system that's creating all the forces of nature and the whole power that's within the universe, talking about the entire universe and even the spiritual worlds are, the, are it's obviously the divine, but it's only a, a very narrow sliver of the divine that's emanate that's in that's um, animating creation, and and uh, it, it is um, is is energizing the creation, is the life force of creation. But the 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 greater godliness is called encompassing energy, and it's higher than the intellect of even the highest 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 intelligence. And even the divine intelligence, because God really is beyond even intelligence. Intelligence is like a creation. 
God is infinitely beyond even intelligence. He's not, when we say he's beyond intelligence, means he, he can't, on that level, he can't be lacking, he can't be lacking um, the qualities of intelligence. But you can't define him as an intelligent being because that is not a that is not a quality to him that's actually a limitation. He is indescribable and he doesn't lack anything of any of the qualities, including the quality of intelligence. In our world, it's like the highest thing. If you're intelligent, if you're super intelligent, if you're the ultimate intelligence, then you're like everything. But 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 that's not true to an omnipotent. Um, absolute being, the, the 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 quality of intelligence is within the framework of our of 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 of, of creation or creation like intelligence is like wow, but outside of that, in, intelligence is one of the properties that he developed, but he's beyond that. So on this level, it's even higher than divine intelligence, and that's the infinite, that place is called mazel, because just like in our own superconscious, it is dripping and communicating into our world, so too there's a drip, drip, drip continuously on that micro, on the cosmic scale, a constant drip mainly from two pipelines in which the, the, the two, the first two facilitators of energy into the, into the world, which are the divine power of Chachma, of wisdom, and the divine power of Bina, they are receiving from the, from the infinite beyond through a tiny little, little, little tube that's dripping. Only drip, 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 because it couldn't handle anything more. It would be any more than that, then the, this infinite potency would destroy the entire system. And that's, and that's what he's saying. And when we say children, um, um, livelihood, health is dependent on mazel. We mean that lofty level, but again, only in a case when someone, based on the natural structure of their existence or the the, the, the natural state of the way they are positioned in the universe, uh, is where if God forbid, they're lacking one of these things, and you need to come on to a change. In the entire um, in the in the uh, in the code, so to speak, in the in the uh, if you have to change something in the universe, then we need to come on to this level called mazel. This is what he's going to explain over here. Dal, just like there's two levels in the soul. Same as also in Elokus, we're holding in this sefer Tafresh Mem Gimel, Reish Peiches, Page Reish Peiches. Tonight is the nineteenth of of. Um, Tonight is the 19th of Cheshvan, and tomorrow night is Chav Cheshvan, which is actually the 20th of Cheshvan, which is the birthday of the author. So it's exciting to learn. The Gemara says in Masechtis Baruch, Daf Yud, on page 10, in the first, in the first side of the page. Just like over there, the Talmud draws a parallel between the way the soul enlivens the body to the way God enlivens the greater body, which is the whole universe. So we draw a parallel and we say, just like God fills the world, so to the soul fills the body. They're actually, we're, we're, we're learning from, from creation with deriving to our, to the individual. Now we're basically using the opposite. 
by analyzing the individual, we can, we can analyze how it is in the divine. So in the last chapter, we analyzed our life force from an individual, saying that only a little bit of the soul is in the body. Most of it is beyond, and from there drips. Same as the opposite. And in the Medrash, on the Pasuk Baruch HaNafshi, just like the soul fills the body, and so too God fills the world. So you see again, just like the, there does the opposite. Again, more like more like our form of that, what we were studying over here. We're, we're, we're deriving from our own experiences how it is in the greater in the greater realm. So there's two levels. There is the level where God fills the world, just like a soul fills the body. But then there is a higher level of the infinite one, blessed is he, who is holy and removed. Removed meaning above all definitions and above all the, the parameters and, and, and boundaries of creation. And as we say, he grasps all worlds, but no one grasps him. That means he's holding on to everything. He's got his hands kind of around it all, but no one grasps him because he's not graspable because he has no definitions. That's the idea. Now, we couldn't say that on the level of the divine that is enclosed within the world to a certain degree that is grasped. Just like the body grasps the soul. It, 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 it kind of, it, it, it has, it, la it, it, it can contain it. So the part of the soul that's within the body is contained in the body. So in that sense, the lights that go into the containers, that go into vessels, in the greater in the greater meaning, it means the light that comes into the worlds, the worlds are taking it in. So he is holding on to it. We're holding on to him as well, just like the body holds on to the soul. But when we say that he grasps everyone, but no one grasps him, we're talking about the levels of the divine that are not contained, that are not limited to the world. God, before he adjusts himself to be the uh, soul of creation. So, which means that there's also these two levels. A level that is enclosed in the worlds, which is the indwelling light of God, and he fills all worlds. And then there's the second level, that he transcends worlds. He's above enclosement in worlds, which is the encompassing light. And that lofty level is called mazel. The idea that the reason it's called mazel is because it's beyond the 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 chachma. Um, that 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 it 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 it's um, mazel is meaning as we said earlier it's beyond our head. It's just dripping from above consciousness into consciousness. So too in the greater world is that way. The super conscious, the super brain, the super mind is also only receiving from this place, this is beyond the supermind, through a drip-drip. This is what it says in the Zohar. That the river that goes out of Eden, this is a Zohar that we really learned a few years ago when we were learning the original discourse in the Yudaya Zohar, this, this whole concept, which I, I mentioned to you on, on Thursday, that I prepared that class now as well to teach it, and then I realized I taught it a few years ago. So that Zohar that, that is stated over there, over there it says, when it wants to say why to have, to give, to grant Sarah a child, it needed, it, 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 we needed to come on to this very high level that says over there that that all these miracles are dependent on, on, on what's called mazel, 
And over there it identifies this power of Mazel with the river that goes out of Eden. Now, we are saying now that what, which seems to be a little bit problematic based on everything we've been saying. Because we've been saying now that what, that the idea of Mazel is a, 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 a God's unadjusted unlimited light that is higher than all the attributes, even the attribute of this of wisdom, which is the highest attribute. Now the Zohar is identifying this level called Mazel with the river that goes out of Aden. Now the river that goes out of Aden is usually identified with Bina. And Aden is Chachma, which is the first attribute. And the river is Bina, the broadness of the, of the river, which is already a much lower level. And it's already a level that is contained in, in containers. How can we say then that mazel is this incomprehensible light where you don't know anything of it, you can't reach it at all, and all you can receive from it is a tiny drip? So he's now going to say that really it's like this. The, 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 everything is relative. So you, in, in the truest sense of the world, the real idea of mazel is above the all worlds, including the divine realm of Atzilut, which is the world of emanation, including all the spheros of Atzilus, the pure light of Kesser, that's the real mazel. However, in a more, on a more, um, on a realm closer to us, the real element of creation and worlds and worldly grasping, the real level of limitation and boundaries is really not an Atsilos. Atsilos is still considered one, you know, still to a certain degree infinite because it's still divine. Only from the realms of Bria is where creation really starts. And in the highest point of Bria, if we want to get to the highest point of Bria, is the Ganeden that's in Bria. Ganeden is the, you know, the Garden of Eden that's in the world of Bria, where the highest beings, even higher than angels, these are souls after they depart from this world, if they're, and we're talking about like, not, not regular souls, but only very saintly people, people who are very, very high level, go up into these, into these, into these highest chambers of the higher Ganeda. And over there, they experience the highest, deepest comprehension of the divine, the highest knowledge, comprehending. So it's intellect. When we are saying that the Bina light, the Nohar, the river, is considered mazel is because it's relative to the souls which are in Ganeden, where their experience is to grasp this river that's flowing in the in 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 in, in the world above them, which is flowing and passing all this intense infinite energy through the entire world above them, is utterly beyond them. So to them, it's considered like mazel. It's it is a mazel, it's it's totally above. And from there, a tiny little drip, 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 drips in, because what does it say? The river goes out of Aden. Lahashke says Agan, it goes to water the Gan. The Gan is much lower. And the river itself can't go into the Gan because, and, and from the Arab, this meaning the, the essence of the river, only a ray of the river goes into the Gan now, to the actual, where the souls are. They're receiving only a little drip, 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 drip from this. So you're right. It would be correct like this to say. Um, any The idea of mazel means, on any level that we're talking, a, a transcendental aspect that's above all 
all conscious, that's above our consciousness, and a place that we don't know, but we are impacted from that place. That's the concept of mazal. Now, it could be identified on many, many levels. To the level of the divine, to the divine persona, which is God, as he's already called human, mazal is only the light of Kesser, because the light of Kesser, that's where he, so to speak, him as already a intelligent being can't comprehend. Him as he formulates himself as an intelligent being, it's beyond his comprehension. And from there, because it's, it's energy that's beyond any definition, it's beyond any logic, it's, 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 it's infinite. From there, drip, drip, drip to the divine source. But lower than that, we can also identify Mazel, is in that supernal man of Atzilut, yes, within that range of Atzilut, these lights are considered vessels contained. But to the next world, the world of Bria, this entire river that's flowing through Atzilus and, and flowing the kind of, which emanated from that drip, maybe it was processed through the mind of Atzilus, the, the super mind of Atzilus, but it's not possible yet in the mind of creations. So to them, it's utterly beyond them and it's called Mazel. And it drips to them and the source really of it of this particular light that goes to Ganeden to, in, to in, infuse the Ganeden is really not what Atsilos has on its own, but only from this drip, drip, drip that Atsilos is getting as a bonus. Let me see, this is bonus light. The, the main energy that is the, considered the sustaining light, life force of Atsilos and of all the lower worlds, the main energy is not called Mazel. The main energy is called, um, you know, uh, indwelling light. This is soivik. This is transcendental light. This is extra bonus light that sometimes illuminates. That, like we said earlier, like you get an extra bonus, a drip from a higher from a higher place that 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 lifts your consciousness to a higher experience. That you don't even know what, where, and when it's coming from. Similar to that, on a, on 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 the on the greater scheme of things, the world's merit to receive addition added lights from something that's totally beyond them. And that eventually through the system of the river trickles down into Gan Eden and also imbues the souls over there with a transcendental experience. It, and, and that's much higher than their understanding. And that's called Mazel as well. But that's only through the addition of Torah and mitzvot. As a result, in other words, there is creation as it is on its own. Creation on its, as it's on its own the energy flow of God is passing through an enormous filter. And therefore, this, this infinite light, to say in its pure infinity, is not released. And it's all, the, 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 the experiences of, of, of all the world are only kind of the finite light, not the infinite light. But Torah and Mitzvah is supposed to introduce God himself into the world. That's what Torah does. It downloads the infinite. When it downloads the infinite, it's doing it through the mazal. And the souls, and as we're going to explain, the souls in Gan Eden, they experience this extra powerful infusion of, of that's beyond their understanding. It fills them with enormous form of elevation and some kind of an exhilarating pleasure, even though they can't wrap their minds around. So he's going to bring a concept that it says in the Zohar, that at midnight, God comes to visit the righteous, the saintly people in Gan Eden, in the Garden of Eden. And when God comes there, the trees start to talk 
and they say something like, uh, you know, that Hashem is coming and I forgot, I looked it up last week, but I didn't, I forgot to look, re-look at it up again today, something to that. And then it says that he's coming and he's going to, if the words he says over here, um, He's going to give the souls a high. It means all the souls suddenly get an exhilarating experience because this is an energy flow that's far beyond their containers. It's not the regular study session. That's the idea. It's an infusement, it's an infusement of much higher revelation because this is coming from the drip drop. This is coming from the mazel. It's all as a result of the Torah and the mitzvahs that we do. That's what he says. The, the main idea of mazel is it's beyond chachma. That the river that goes out of Eden, and that is because the fish which we might argue and say, wait, that's already that's that's a much lower level. That's not beyond Chachma. That's Bina. Because where is the Nahar going to in to 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 water the garden? And the gun in this case, we're talking about This is that the Nishamas are sitting and they're benefiting, we're delighting of the ray of God. And that kind of general, the general delight and pleasure in Ganeiden, not when you get this extra infusion, but this regular experience of Ganeiden is one of is, is an intellectual one. which is the grasping. That's where the Ganeiden is, a place where there is big yeshivas and they're studying and they're experiencing the divine. But the river that goes out of Eden, it's not godliness that is comprehensible to any created being. And therefore, it's 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 not the regular bina that comes from chachma, which is understandable. It's the Aden itself. It's the it's what's beyond understanding. It's the essence of chachma, which chachma itself received from keser. It's beyond. And I and we say about that that no eye can behold it. Definitely can't comprehend it. You can't even see it, let alone comprehend it intellectually. But we're saying that it is going into the garden, which means it's giving them, it is, it is seemingly eventually coming to understanding because it's 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 watering the garden, which the experience of the garden is one of understanding. He says, a ray of it, only a little kind of external ray of it comes down in Ganeden that the souls have are able to grasp. As a result of a shine, only a shine, only a ray of their Torah and their service that they did when they were alive in this world, their Torah is so God. The Torah is a minor from the Altar Rebbe about it this week in the Pasha, Pasha's Chai Sarah. The sages say, one hour of repentance and good deeds in this world is more worth, more value than the entire spiritual experience of the entire world to come. Why? Because the world to come experience is not God himself, is only the rays of God. And the mitzvah is God himself. So therefore, as a result of the mitzvahs that we do when we're physically alive in time and space and in this world, we're actually touching upon God himself. And that's this, as we said over here, that's this lights from Aden itself. And some ray of it trickles down into Gan Eden, and even that is a huge bonus. From their own mitzvahs that they did in this world, and they sit in this world, we don't feel the awesomeness of the mitzvah. We get to see it when we go to, there we, there we get to unpack only a little ray of the mitzvah. 
the main light of the mitzvah is only going to be revealed, it never gets unpacked, until the time of the resurrection of the dead. And that's going to happen then down here. And this is what it says in the Zohar, they're lifted up the pleasure of the souls. At midnight, when God comes to the light with the Nishamas, this is this extra infusion. Where over there it explains. And on the Maimer Lech Lecha, he explained this concept of what's this Besima Dinishmas. This is added lights. It's not the Mazel itself, because the pleasure in Ganeidin has to be, the whole experience of Ganeidin is grasping. So if you can grasp it, it can't be the substance of this light itself because it's not graspable. But a ray of it, but because it's a ray of such a high level, it's a very intense ray, and therefore it 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 um, exponentially increases the pleasure of the souls in in Gan Eden. Which this is the river that goes out of Eden. A level that the eye can't behold. And this is this very level of mazel. Because we said earlier, again, mazel is what is beyond the mind. And this is what I mentioned just now. The main revelation of this awesome, incredible light is not even today's days. It's not even in the Garden of Eden where all the souls, the highest souls are, 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 are you know, enjoying for thousands of years. Even there, the, the main element of it is not revealed. It's only going to be only in the future, in the time of the resurrection. It's explained elsewhere that through the Avodah, through our service of Torah and Mitzvahs, study Torah and Mitzvahs, which we do now, we add added lights into the world of emanation, which means into all the divine attributes, and then in the future, Yizgala. Now it's all concealed. It will be revealed then. Pchenezu, um, this level. Nevertheless, Ha'odem Pchenezu, array of it. We have to keep the souls busy, you know. We keep them, keep them, keep them active. So, all oh, array of it is 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 you know is the lighting is is um. Is is showering the souls in 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 Gan Eden with incredible delight. He raises up the sima, the pleasure, the nishmasa of the soul. What the sages say. Going back to the statement of the sages, Bani children, chaya, and livelihood, and. Um, Mezaina, I'm sorry, Chaya's health. And Mezaina, which is Chulu, uh, which is Mezaina, which is lively. Labes Chusetali is not dependent on merit, Elbe Mazla. It's only dependent on the level called Mazel. The A, not Pidish Bemazel. It doesn't mean horoscope. It doesn't mean constellation, uh, zodiac, uh, these type of things. These are not these, what we call the Mazel. That's set in the Galgal, which is to do with the stars and all this, and the galaxies. Shemazal Machkim, which they, we're not saying that these things don't have any 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 input on things. Of course they do, but not to say that when that when, you know, 
it's just good you know as long as you 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 change your your sign you change you know you go to somebody who can kind of some spiritual i don't know uh, a fortune teller or some somebody's got some spiritual powers they can kind of re rewire you under a different uh, uh to be under a different force natural force spiritual force no 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 it's true there are certain forces related to these 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 mazolis, which have to do with the various different months, different seasons of the year, as we all know, shamazal machim, and they always say that person can be born in a mazal in which that mazal uh, leads to intelligence, to wisdom, mazal mashim. Then there are people that could be born in, in situations where their mazal, their their sign leads them to be success, financial success, and the like. But this doesn't apply to the Jewish people. That applies to the world, yeah. But to the Jewish people in particular, we're plugged in, the Jewish people, the Jewish souls are plugged in in a much higher place. And that's not really the source of the blessings. Unless we say that, 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 that Yidin, the Jewish people, are not under the rule of these, of these uh, signs, astronomical signs. This is what God has set aside for the nations. But the meaning over here, when we say mazel, that it's dependent on mazel, talyane, but mazel elyon, we're talking light years and 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 light years, way, 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 infinitely beyond, 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 way above these horoscope, way above these, 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 these forces, spirit, spiritual forces, but are much closer, they're much more imminent down here, closer to creation. We're talking about things, their levels of. Of, of, of energy way beyond that, way earlier, far more primordial than that. This is the supernal mazel. If this is the orinso of the infinite one, which is beyond, transcends the idea of wisdom. And as it says, we're talking about how do we know that that's also called mazel? We're used to calling a mazel, you know, the, the lower mazel. It says, no. It says in the Zohar, you know, Abba, which is Chachma, the first of the divine tree attributes, the attribute of divine wisdom, Yonek, it's nursing, Memazel Famazel. What does it mean? It's nursing? Drip, 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 just like a baby nurses, only tiny drops. Sha'abba ve'ima, Chachma and Bina, father and mother, Yonkin, they nurse, Memazel Aches, Mazel Venoitsa, Shenikra Mazel Elyon, and Mazel Ayud Gimel Venake. There are two Mazelis, two tubes, two tubes plugged into the infinite. We know that 13 attributes, which those 13 attributes of mercies are not the attributes of spherot. Spherot are the attributes of spherot, uh, right? We're talking about something else, talking about on the, in Keter, in the crown, there's the 13, um, the 13 attributes of mercy. We call them attributes, but they're called the, you, and, and, and they're also sometimes referred to as the 13 mazolos, because again, they're dripping. And obviously this little drip is, well, uh, one tiny drop from here is 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 higher than the all the energy in 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 in, in from the day from all of history from before create from, to create all the worlds. We're talking about this is the potent of the potent because this is still emanating from the orient self, pure from the orient self. So there are thirteen of these strands, these mazolos, and these thirteen mazolos are sometimes referred to thirteen strands of hair. Because only from a narrow strand, from the infinite, can, can such a drip happen. Now, if there's 13, number 8 and number 13 are particularly significant in feeding the, 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 
feeding the universe. Because the eighth mazel, the eighth um, one of these channels is where the attribute of wisdom plugs into. The attribute of understanding, Bina, plugs into the 13th one. So the eighth one is called Noitzer, Noitzer Chesed. When you look at the, the 13 attributes of mercy, so the eighth one is called Noitzer Chesed, which means he harbors kindness or he, 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 he uh, guards kindness. And the, the 13th one is Venake and he cleans, Venake, and he wipes away the sin. So in both these words, both Notzer and Venake, they both indicate a tube, a pipeline. Because the word Notzer, if you rearrange the letters, you get the word Tsinor. You put the Tzadik in the beginning, you get Tsinor. Tsinor means a pipe. The word Venake, which means wipes away, but when you rearrange the letters, you get the word Kone. Kone is like a reed. The reed is also like a pipe. So these are two pipes, two tubes from the infinite. Which Chachna and Bina, which are the two master highest highest spherot, they're like they're only they can only gnash and nibble in the and they have no idea even their source where they're coming from. That's how much removed from it and a tiny little drip. Right? And that's the place we have to access when we want to see the whole map of creation begins in Chachma and in Bina. Chachma and Bina kind of map out based on the divine intelligence of how the world should run, what should be, where, what, when, and where. talking about infinite intelligence. And from that intelligence, things are the way they are. And people that can't have children, God forbid, that's because according to the divine intelligence, it's not their purpose, it's not their thing, it's not their whatever. It's, it's, it's not meant in the whole unfolding of history that they, God forbid, that they, I mean, that, that they... That they, that they should have a child, and that's chas v'shalom. It's sad that that's a situation, or it's it's poverty. Someone's, someone's, um, God forbid, um, 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 state of existence in this world could sometimes be that they fulfilled their purpose by being poor. Like we once learned that Hashem created the world that there must be poor people and there must be wealthy people because there should be charity. And if there would, if 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 there wouldn't be poor people then charity wouldn't be possible. And if charity wouldn't be possible, the worlds couldn't be sustained because God needs to give charity to the world always to sustain it. And since God makes himself vulnerable to us, we generate his emotions. So if we have kindness and compassion and we're giving all of our acts of kindness and philanthropy that are done throughout the world, big philanthropy and small charity, all these things are what continuously pump God's kindness. Now, if there would, God forbid, hypothetically, if we would have a world where there wouldn't be any poor and no one would need compassion, kindness, and therefore there would be no giving, so it would stop the giving from above. So God um, um, purposely created. So those people that for whatever reason, they ended up on that side of the, of the, of this dual, of this, uh, of this um, team, the giver and the receiver. And that's where they're supposed to be. So, based on God's wisdom, they're supposed to be poor. So in order to change that, you need to get to a place beyond God's wisdom. And that is this place of Kesser. That's this, these are the mazel. That's what we say. They're dependent on a mazel. The schos, merit, 
That starts with Chachma. Because what's, what's merit? Merit is there is some kind of a calculation and you merit it based on, you know, you met the qualifications that are reasonable. Why, if you if you do so and so, you deserve. That's that's a that's a that's a um, logical calculation. So it's based on chach. So, but we're saying it's not dependent on merit, which means it's not dependent on reason. You have to access a goodness of God that's infinitely beyond reason, and that's that's the mazel. The hine isa because it's brought there is a special heichal, and I was going to explain this concept of, see, we were talking about what mazel means, but we also have to understand when it says, lav b'schusa, it's not dependent on merit. So you understand what's, what's, what's merit. So he says, there is a heichal, there is this chamber called chamber of schus. Now, what is he talking about chambers? This is already lower down. In the world of Bria, which is the first world of creation, there are various different heicholes. There's a heichal called Hechal Harutzon. It's the it's the chamber of desire. Then there's a hechal that's called hechal ha'ava, the, the the chamber of love. There's a chamber of I forgot various different chambers. But then after a while you get to hechal ha'gavura, hechal aschus, the 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 chamber of merit. It's hechal achesed. It's a chamber of kindness. Then there's a chamber of merit. It explains. That that's, what does that mean? That's where they examine all the merits. Uh, and, the, and every merit that anybody gets rises to that world. Any good deed that merits some kind of a divine response is analyzed in that realm. Maybe the opposite too. When, God, when someone merits a, a negative, uh, so which would mean we call it guilt. Um, like merit punishment. So it's all... All that is dealt with in that in that chamber. It's basically that's where the everything is meted out. It's a very important chamber, right? That's the affairs of all of the of all of existence, all world, all creatures, everything is all decided over there. You can explain that hechal, the chamber, already existing kind of it's a department within creation. Obviously, on the very very beginning, highest levels of creation, but it's within creation. And there are uh, uh, courts that decide these things, whether they're souls or angels and so on and so forth, that decide these, that, that are in this court maker. But their origins of this, of this uh, it's from, we, we learned last week from the attribute from the Shekhinah called Aleph Dalet Nun Yud, which is called Beisden, we learned in the beginning of the discourse. He's the source of these 70 judges. But if you want to trace it even further back, the fact that uh, the Shekhinah is, is already judging, it's, if, you, if you trace it all the way all the way back, you can trace it to the first attribute, Chachma. I mean, we, we learned a few times that Chachma, even though Chachma is on the right side, which is kindness, but Chachma has already a streak of din, of judgment. Because the moment already there is some kind of a intellectual analysis there's already room, even though it's leaning towards kindness, there's already room for the, 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 in other words, things are being considered, virtue is being considered. Who sits in this heichal? They sit and they judge, I am based on Hedrin. And up, just like down here in the court, 
there are 70 judges this, this, in, the, in the Torah courts. So we know there's different level courts. There's a court of three. There's a mini court. Then there's a court of 23 in which you can try capital cases. And then there's a judge of the court of 70. That's, that was like the Supreme Court. That's the highest level of court, a court of 70. So the same is also everything in this world is a reflection of what takes place in the spiritual realms above. Above in this heichal, in this um, um, chamber of merit, um, the court sits. And there are 72 supreme judges over there, or of these higher judges. But why are they 72? We'll soon see. It should be only 70. We'll soon see. And over there they judge, if to merit or the opposite. So it's interesting, if that's the case, why is it called the, 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 the chamber of merit? It should be the chamber of judgment. And in the judge, in the judgment, they, 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 they consider merits or the opposite, plus and minuses. Checks and uh, right, checks and negative. So, why is it called schus? Because even though it's judgment, it's still it's still permeated with kindness. So I guess it leans much more to what that's what he's explaining over here. It leans much more to kindness, and that's why it's seventy two, because seventy two judges. We'll soon see. But how does it match with down here only being seventy? That we'll still discuss. But. The, why 72? Because 72 is the numeric value of kindness, the Hebrew word for kindness, which is chesed. So even though this is the court of law, it's, it's filled with chesed u mishpat. It's filled with kindness for the judgment. In the schutz, it states in Zohar, which is interesting. The heichal of schutz, the chamber, the whole, of merit is really the, the hall of judgment. Which is a why? Because in the higher and the higher chamber is higher than that. Um, over there, there's just goodness. There's just a kind an energy flow that's flowing, and it would be indiscriminate. And it would flow down, 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 down to give life to the world, and you know, without any considerations. But there is a, it, and that's why those can't be called the, the, the chambers of merit, because merit is a, even though merit is good, again, the idea of merit is you deserve to get, but the very fact that you need to deserve it, and there's an, a, a investigation, there is a looking into the person's virtues or the beings uh, deserving, that means there is already judgment. So that's why this whole idea of schus is really the hechal of Gevura. Now he's going to explain why 72 judges. Omisper ayin, ayin based Sanhedrin, why 72 judges can neget shem ayin based. It corresponds to the name of God of 72. And by the way, um, these judges are called Eneha the eyes of the assembly. Because we find that the... Um, the judges of the of the Jewish people are called the the, the eyes, because they're simply because they oversee, they look, check at every everything should be done correctly, correct. But also because we know that um, chachma is called eyes, and I said earlier, the 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 um, the whole notion of of judging 
is, is a process in its very germinate, where it seeds, the beginning of it, it is in Chachma. Even though here we're talking, you know, further down, Chachma is the, is the, the Kuda, where it starts. And later it manifests as an emotional form of a judgment that's taking place in the world of Bria, in Gavura. But it's 72 judges because it's the name of Hashem of 72, which is Gematria Chesed, but also we know the name of 72 is a name of God associated with the attribute of Chach. And Chach and Chesed are on the same line. Chesed. But now the, 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 the mimer is, is a little perplexed because how are we saying that it's Chesed and that yet we said it's the Hechel of Gevura, it's judgment. And the answer is it's a it's, it's an interesting mix, an interesting blend. This is similar to the concept of that there is a switching of energies. We find by Shema an interesting idea. There are two portions of the Shema that we read every day in the morning and in the evening. First portion is the portion of Ahavta. And the second portion is Vahoyim Shemaya. Vahavta means you shall love God. This begins with Shema Hero Israel, and then we read until the words of Isharechan in your town, in your cities. You fix a mezuzah, okay. Then we read the second, okay. Now, the difference between the first portion and the second portion is that the, I mean, difference, of course, big difference, but in terms of spiritual, or one of the differences in terms of inner godly makeup is that it says that the first portion has 42, um, Forty-two words from Vahafta, not from Shema, but from the words Vahafta until Avisharecha. I think it's forty-two words. The other one, Vahayam Shemaya, has seventy-two. Seventy-two words. It's a longer portion, and you don't go all the way to the end. There's a certain place where you stop. The Arizal says, "Why at that point?" I'm not. A, I don't have the explanation right now, but that's what it is. It's, it's the name of 72 is hinted over there, not just hinted, is expressed in volume Shemaya. The name of 42 expressed in Shema. Yet, we know that the name of 42 is the name associated with Gavura. It's an upward energy. Not to get into why that is, the name of 42 is a Gavura energy. It's a rising energy. And 72 is a descending energy, which is kindness. So if you take a look at the content, you find a strange thing. That the, the content of the words in the first um, chapter of the Shema is a very kind passage. God is, it says, you shall love God, and there's no harshness. Love him with all your heart and all your soul and do the mitzvahs. You don't, you don't detect a tiny bit of like, of like, of like, um, a, a forceful demand that we should keep the mitzvot, right? Just the mitzvot says, yeah. Second, volume Shemaya, it says, if you will listen, then God will give you, and if you won't listen, be very careful. God's rage will be ignited and you will be driven out of the land and you'll, uh, a lot of gavura. So hold it. But we said that over here, you have 72 words. 72 is the name of God of kindness. And here there's 42, which is the name of Gavura. So it seems to be misplaced. The first portion of the Shema, Shema and Vahavta, should have had 72 words. 
than it would it because it, it's reflecting, it's, kind, it's a kind message. So it should have the energy of kind. Second one, which is more of a harsh message, should have had 42 um, words, which, which is the energy of 42. So, the, so I think it's the Zohar that says, what happens over here is that the soul, the body, there's body and soul, vessels and energy. So in terms of vessels, containers, um, Shema is the, is the energy, is the containers of kindness. Because when you're reading the words, you're getting kind words. And Vahoyam Shemaya is the containers of Gevura. That's why it's, it's harsh words. You're reading it, the message is harsh. But in terms of the spiritual energy that's flowing in it, it's the opposite. Usually the, the rule is that the energy of kindness goes into the container of kindness. And the energy of severity goes into the containers of severity. But over here, for whatever reason, in order for some important accomplishment, there is a switching of the energies. There's a cross, a crossing over. The energies of kindness are flowing into the vessels of severity. The energies of severity are flowing into the vessels of kindness. So it's an interesting blend. So the same thing he's saying over here. On the one hand, the very notion that God is judging that the chamber is a chamber of it's a courthouse. But how many judges are there? 72, which 72 is the energy of kindness. So the inner content is like a spiritual energy of kindness within a structure of law and order. The light of chesed, the kliya gvura, is in the containers of severity. And the lights of gvura, the kliya chesed, are kind of misplaced, not accidentally, but that's the way it's supposed to be, in, in, in kindness, in the, in the containers of kindness. And the same is also here, Khan over here. The heichal of merit is the chamber of merit, is the, is the chamber of severity. So it's a, the, the, the chamber itself is a courthouse. But it's the nicest judges. It's very kind judges. And the judges that are sitting down to judge, they are 72, which is the numeric value of kindness. And that means that they are dispositioned to always find merit. And they correspond down here in our world to the higher court where there were 70 court, court members, 70 judges. Hold it, but then it's not. It, it's, it's inconsistent. There are seventy-two, and down here seventy. We would think that down here you also want to keep that energy of kindness, so make seventy-two. And the answer is there is seventy-two, because we know that every court also had two scribes that would write down all the deliberations, all the all the witnesses, all the all the questioning, or the whole trial. Anything that was brought was always written down by two scribes, like you have today also in courts. Whatever they call them, these the fastest type, these type, <laughs> typist, uh, the the court trans, uh, uh, what do they call it, transcribes, or whatever transcriptions, um, and they these people that write. So, um, um, so 
So you do have 72. They write down the words of those of the court that are that want to vindicate, that are one who that are calling for, for to acquit. And the words of those that are um said uh, are calling for are, are um, calling for guilt to find guilty like the the Mishnah says in Sanhedrin that you had two people right to write everything down and he says in parentheses of here another possibility the Sham Sanhedrin that even up there there's not 72 there's really 70 Sanhedrin then there is because we know even even in the Sanhedrin down here we said there were 70 but then there was a 71st and that was like the Nasi I think there's I think it's 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 a question if there were 70 like Moshe Rabbeinu the first time we had 70 Sanhedrin was in the days of Moshe so God tells Moshe says it's too much for me to run the entire world the whole the whole all the people and God says okay take 70 people I'm gonna and you're gonna you're gonna kind of download some of your prophetic powers onto them. So he he, he takes seventy, and then when you count Moshe himself, he's called the Muflashim as an and he's called like beyond them. So this so really it's seventy one down here. Up there, he says, the seventy there are really only seventy judges up there. And then God Himself. Remember, we said who obeys Dinoi. Whenever it says the Hashem, it's Him and His Beisdin. So He is like the one that's the 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 Nasi, the leader of the whole Sanhedrin above them all. But then, what happened to seventy-two? Maybe seventy-two means a number that is not really seventy-two, but a number that 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 um, that. Completes to 72. 71, which is completing to 70, could be. Which is the idea of Chesed. Now, going back, the root of, 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 of Chesed, where is Chesed? Now, chesed is of a kindness, which, which is the number of 72. Because Chesed is numeric 72. And that's on the right side, and we know that on the right column, for those who know the, uh, we know the map of the spherod, Chachma is on the right, and Chesed is beneath it. So Chachma, Chesed. So Chesed flows from Chachma, which is on the right side. So the source of Chesed is in Chachma. So which would mean that the source of what's taking place in Eichel Aschus, on this whole chamber of merit, is, is Chachma. And even Gvura, even Metzah, the other side of it, that Gvura, we know Gvura, the highest First detection of any kind of gavura is in Chachma, even though Bina is really the place where all, there is the, the main source of gavura. But Chachma too has a streak of gavura, as we brought many times on Chasidus in the name of the Chayat, which is some great Kabbalist, is called the Taylor. And he says that Chachma is already called, is already Din. In general, all the midas, chachma, chesed, gavura, they're all generated, all the emotions are generated based on, on logic and understanding, on the intelligence. So what is he bringing with all of this? What he's saying is that the that we're saying that the, the special uh, gifts 
of the miracle for children and livelihood and health, when you need a miracle, is not dependent on merit, it's dependent on mazal. So when we say merit, he says, it, it, it means merit, but also the very ceiling of merit, the highest place of merit, tracing it all the way back to the origins of the divine intelligence. Tul there is where merit reaches. Beyond that, merit doesn't go. Beyond that, they're not considering merit. Beyond that, God is not at all looking for virtue because the whole thing is he's infinitely beyond everything. You can't impress him with anything. And therefore, there isn't even a... It's only once he lowers himself down into that kind of a map of, of position, of, of, of an intelligence, that he's scanning for merit. But beyond that, it's, it's, it's infinitely higher than that. But to have... A miracle, you got to get to the place that's beyond merit, can't do it. It's not dependent on merit. So, but now is a very important idea. It doesn't mean that we skip the entire range of virtue and merit, which would mean that, which that would mean to say that if God, that if someone is seeking a miracle, then they shouldn't be thinking of of trying to improve themselves and increasing their merits because it's anyways not dependent on merit. So merits won't add anything. They won't subtract. They won't add. So who cares? I can be, remain exactly who I am and not increase in anything good that I do. And yet I can maybe have a miracle. So he's going to explain it's not that way because you need to submit the application and you can't submit the application unless the court approves it. So there's two levels. First, there has to be merit. Based on merit, the person's, and that kind of stimulates and sends up what we call feminine waters, that kind of creates a, 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 a rising of, 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 a, uh, of merits from below that are being, that are being um, received up there and calling for and, and, and saying that there's, that this person who's been doing these extraordinary things, it would be nice if they, their life is improved and if they get you know something they've been waiting for, but they're impossible for them to get. Like it says about um, that based on his soul and based on what they had initially allocated him, he was supposed to die at a certain point in his life. And then I think it was 15 years that they added on to his life. That's extra bonus of life. So on the realm of merit, they said he deserves it. But even though merit and that and on the wherever they're considering merit says there is deservance, they can't issue forth that extra bonus of life. For that, I have to send it to the higher-ups. And over there, it has to come from. That's what he's going to explain over here. Um, Meaning to say that the based in Shalmaila, the supernal court, they're not capable. They can't. Ooh, a fly went in here. Hey, how do you like that? See if he figures it out how to get out of there. Look at this crazy thing that there's like two weeks a year or maybe three weeks that flies attack this center. They stay hang around for two, three weeks, and then they're gone every year. Okay, out of here. In any case, 
The supernal court from above cannot judge on their own. to give children. Like we see, we see, and we see this same concept. We find it in a earth, in a uh, you know, in a court, not in a court, in a um, human kingdom. In a uh, mortal mortal kingdom down here, even though there is a you know a system, a judicial system that judges things, nevertheless, and they have jurisdiction to you know find someone or gift someone, whatever they can award certain certain things. But if it's something very, very big, a great matter, this they couldn't do on their own. For that, they have to bring it in front of the king himself. And he has to kind of give his consent. He judges. He says he judges, but and this is the meaning over here, children, sustenance, life and sustenance is dependent on mazel. Here we have to rise, it has to go all the way up to the Orin Soif. Which is beyond all intellectual, even, even the wisdom. Because this is very high. Which they're not able to rule on their own. But that doesn't mean that since it needs to come from a place where there's no considerations, it's just like kind of random. If you'll give yes, no. It doesn't mean that there's no that you don't have to come on to merit. Shall Torah mitzvahs of Torah mitzvahs? No, absolutely not. You do need that. How do you submit the application for it to reach and ask for this sublime place? You need the supernal court to give a recommendation that you're worthy of a miracle. And that's why it says ten. You should serve God. Remember, we asked from the various different persons that says you should serve God, and He will bless your your food, and He will, and, he, and there won't be any child, any any barren women amongst you, or any woman that loses her children as well. It is also dependent in merit. Because through the channels of merit, it can then be submitted to the infinite one. That which is beyond and this is what it says also another another pasuk verses in in, in uh, Vayikra if in my statutes you will go I will give your reins in the proper time so you see clearly that it's dependent but over here he's going to prove that the two things Yes, you, you need to go on my statutes, which means you keep, you keep my mitzvot and so on and so forth. But then it says, I will give rain. But over here he says there's something very deep. The place where it's coming from is really not the place where it considers mitzvahs or not. It's coming from a place that's infinite. It's utterly beyond it. Why? Because it recalls it geshem. Not matar, but geshem. We know for rain, there's two words, geshem and matar. Geshem is very high. Why? So he brings the Hineal al-Pasik It's going to prove that Geshem is really a, a downpour from this level called Mazel. 
What do we see? Because it says, this is actually, by the way, this is all in, the per, in parenthetical. This is in the, um, he puts it in parentheses over here, in brackets. Remember, we, we were dealing with the verse that says on the last class, that the light of the moon is going to be like the light of the sun. And the light of the sun is going to be seven times seven, the light of the seven days. So last week we discussed seven times seven, the light of the seven days. So seven times seven is 49. The light of the seven days, each day is another day, another light. So you have to times the seven times seven times the seven days. So it's in one more time seven. So 49 times seven equals 343. Shin Mem Gimel, which is the same, if you, same letters as the word Geshe. So in, what that really means is that when it says Geshem will come, we're talking about the, the, the flow of, of godliness from the level of what it says in the days of Mashiach, that the, sun, that the moon will be like the sun and the sun will be 343 times what it is now, which... Obviously, we're talking about a spiritual level. I'm not going to get into it right now. It's going to be basically on the levels of Atik Yomen, which is ancient of days, which is the same idea of Mazel. So you see, God is saying like this. You do merit, but when I'm going to give you, I'm not going to give you based on merit. I'm going to give you from a place infinitely, endlessly, where merit can't have any, any say any because it's so beyond it all. From that place, I'm going to give you. I'll give you Gesha. More than the light of the seven days of now, I am Pamimimtes, seven times forty-nine. It means it will be stronger than our light. Shin Mem Gimel, 343. Which is the numeric value of Geshem. The root of Geshem is in the light of the future. Is from this high level of light. How do you say in any way that the root of rain is from this high level of light? What does rain have to do with light? When it rains, it's usually dark. What's be the light rain? So he proves that. Sages say is a midrash that says, Sages say, that by Elijah the prophet, whenever it says the word ora, light, In Sefer Malachim, where it talks about the days of Elio and, and rain coming, there was a drought and there was rain. So it, it mentions over there maybe once or more than once the word aura, which means light. But the sages say it's that every time it says aura, it's referring to really rain. It's speaking of the descent of rain. And it's scattered, the crowd scattered or sprinkled her light. So you see. Cloud sprinkles what kind of light over here it means the raindrops. When it so, what does that mean? It's really light. Oh, so, we're learning about this on Shabbos. I don't want to get into it right now. That really the source of water is really light. There's a system called light water firmament, the concept in the book of formation or my rakia, which we're not going to get into right now, but this is. 
This is just indicating. So he's saying Geshem is really from light, but which kind of light is highest light? But even though we're talking about a place that is so beyond all consideration of virtue and so on and so forth, yet when will it come? Only when you'll do my mitzvahs. Because again, you can't submit the application until you until you're worthy. Then this application will be submitted. And now we'll go back to what the Mimer started with on the words of Hashem, that God, remember we asked what's the redundant, and God remembered Sarah, like he said, and he did for Sarah what he spoke. What's the, what's, what's the, what's the repetition? So Rabbi Acha says, no. But, and he's going to show how by Sarah, even though it too was a miracle and a miracle from beyond, but we said already, I mentioned this in Thursday night class, there's a midrash that says on the word Bashem Pakad, that Pakad means a security. That Sarah gave God to watch, gave him a security, something that he should hold, and he paid her back. She stored, okay, when you store something by someone, it's like you're storing it for yourself, but you're, so it says, Sarah stored by God all good deeds, and God gave her back, he paid her back with these, with, with the miracle of Yitzchak, who's going to do more good deeds. Uh, Amalek is the opposite. They stored by God sins and ter- and whatever, and God gave them back. You see over here that the Medrash is associating Sarah having a child with her mitzvahs that she did. Even though we're saying that to have children, it's not dependent on mitzvahs. The answer is, by Sarah, it was both. To submit the application, she needed to have a lot of mitzvahs. And it needed to get the stamp of the approval of the Beisden, based on the analysis of her virtue. Once we got that, then it was elicited from a much higher place. Um, had deposited by God mitzvahs, um, 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 com- you know, mitzvahs uh, commandments which he fulfilled. This is what caused it to be remembered in the supernal Beisdin. Remember, Vashem is who Ubeisdin, him and his Beisdin. What? Pakat. Pakat means he remembered her for a child. Then a child should be given to her. And that's why it's saying Pakat because. It's based on pocket is also because she stored by God. She deposited mitzvahs. This is based on an analysis of a person's virtue. But this in itself, over here, the based in themselves are not able to grant the request. They granted their opinion. They granted their, their endorsement because she deposited mitzvahs and good deeds. So then she was worthy. She remembered her children. And this was later submitted to the infinite light, which is way beyond the supernal mazel, the v'noitzar, from, from that very lofty level of a notzar. And from there, to sorrow was given a child. This is also explained, you know, anybody that's familiar with the, with the manner in which when people found themselves in various different 
troublesome or lacking situations, people have the, have the custom forever to go to tzaddikim, to go to great rabbis for a for a blessing. There's millions of stories, thousands of stories of miracles all the time. Now, I'm not saying always, but many, many times when people asked for a blessing, whether it was childless couples that didn't have children or people that the doctors had all given up hope on or uh, or poverty or things like that, when people asked for, for these blessings, um, they... The Rebbe many times would tell them, you know, check your mezuzahs or start keeping Shabbos or, you know, start keeping mikvah or, you know, certain things the Rebbe would like say, start doing this and you'll, and, and then uh, start putting tefillin every day, whatever. And then you'll merit the miracle. So you ask the question, hypothetically, what do you think? If these people would have kind of looked at what the Rebbe answers to many people and do that on their own. Say, you know what? I heard, I had 10 stories that what? That the Lubavitcher Rebbe said that when you, the people needed children, the Lubavitcher, they should be more careful in family purity, let's say. And then, and then, the, and then the children, they should go, the woman should start going to the mikvah. So you know what? We'll start going to the mikvah and we'll go and we'll have the child. Not, it doesn't work. The mikvah, I'm not saying that doing mikvah necessarily won't. Well, it could, but you, just because the Rebbe said then that if you go into the mikveh, you, you're gonna you're miraculously gonna have a child. If you can't have children, doesn't mean it's gonna work every time. Because there's a dynamic of two things. The Rebbe wants to submit an application to a place that only he has access to, because he's a Rebbe. He's a big, big tzaddik, and he has access to that highest thing. But he only submits the application if if there is some kind of a worthiness. If there's a worthiness, then he's submitting to a place that the worthiness is not causing it. Because then why do you have to go to a Rebbe? Then just do the worthy thing and fine. No, you need both. That's the idea. It literally, you know, explains all of that. As he says, mitzvahs, and the Torah and mitzvahs, am a lost man. The Torah and mitzvahs help to serve as a trigger. They, they raise feminine waters, which means it acts like a stimulator from below. And that's reaching... And it's supposed to act as a elicit, what will elicit the supernal place from where the miracle will come from, which is this very, very lofty place called Mazen. What we just said, what, that hold it, that that place is not stimulated by virtue. He's going to say that later. Right? But you start off with mitzvahs. And the mitzvahs, in the, in the wording over here, it seems to imply that the, the mitzvahs themselves stimulate the mazel, the supernal mazel. But we're going to say soon see no. Mitzvahs register in Chachma. That's where they register. When a mitzvah is done, the virtue, the Sirusa de Latata, the arousal from below, registers only in Chachma. Chachma is already the source of the current state of affairs, can't provide the miracle. You have to go beyond Chachma, you have to go higher to Kesar, to the infinite. Now, but then why do you need the virtues? Yeah. Because only when things are perfect down here and you have the you have the, 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 on the level of containers, you've, you, you've perfected to the, to the most that is expected, then, then on top of that will dwell the miracle. The miracle is not caused by it, but the miracle is looking for a, it's not looking, it, it, when there is a completed place, something that's higher than the whole thing can dwell on it. That's the idea.
they're raising feminine waters to the supernal mazel to cause this new this this yichud of these remember we said before that the two these these two super super cosmic um tubes one is notzer and one is um nake these are these two tubes that Chachmabin are taking from in order for a new infusion of light to come into the world there has to be a zivog there has to be a unity between these two tubes that from the mazel of Neutzer, which is the letters Tzinor, has to connect to the, to the mazel of Nake, which is in the letters Kane, and together in their marriage, new light and new possibility that was utter, completely not possible earlier in the universe uh, opens up. A whole new, that it wasn't, even, it wasn't even possible before. A whole new thing opens up from beyond the system. It's called the Zivug of these two mazales. When these two mazolis, it's going to go a little, a little Kabbalistic over here. Once these two mazolis meet, in order for it to enter the universe, it will cause a yichud lower between Chachma and Bina. And Chachma and Bina will also unify together, have a zivug, a, a, a union. And through that, this new energy will pump in, will, will, will be trend, downloaded into the world. And a new child, which wasn't possible before. You know, the world population was not supposed to have this person in it. And yet a new, or at least not in this time, or at least not through these parents. And yet now this soul will come down in. It's a whole new reality. So even though it's going to come through a unity of Chachma and Bina, its source is not Chachma and Bina. Because Chachma and Bina, we said before, is a source of the map of the current world. It's Neutzer and Nake, when they come together... But in order for it to come into the world, it has to go through the pathways of the world, which is Chachma and Bina. What stimulates this unity, the Torah and Mitzvahs that we do? But as we're going to see soon, it's not that they're stimulating it. It's that it's make it's kind of perfecting a place that it on its own could then inject a, a, a blessing to reside on top of the perfection of below. All this is going to come out from what we learn. And once there is a yichud between these two mazolos, automatically nasa yichud So this already inevitably causes the unity between chachma and bina gamke. Because after everything is said and done, you can't bypass chachma and bina. You know, you know that's that's the entrance way into existence and into the world. The chachma bina dafkin has to come through chachma. it is known. There is the regular unity of Chachmambino, which is the external unity, which sets the world in its current state. And then there is an added unity of Chachmambino on a much deeper level. And that's bringing news. That's bringing new stuff into the universe. External union. That's to keep the world continuously um, in, 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 um, in existence. Chiddush HaYeshenes, it's the renewal of the old. There's nothing new. Not introducing anything new, it's just keeping up. It's the upkeep. But in order that should come in new light, and she laid this in order to give new birth to new souls, it's through this internal unity, the Chachman Bina, Chachman Bina, which is dependent on, not on Chachman Bina, they're just passing on this unity that's taking place in Kesem. It's all this is achieved through the yichod, the unity of these mazalos, 
So automatically this causes this yichud of And how do you stimulate the mazalos is through Torah and mitzvahs. However, but, he, but, but, but not to think that the Torah and mitzvahs, the virtue of the Torah and mitzvahs actually um, 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 activates it. And it's not dependent on merit. Because the farthest our actions will reach our actions only arrive and only reach until it caps out at which is the beginning of our existence of the world that's where the expansion of life into the world starts from but higher than ayin in a level that's not, that's still absolute nothingness, because it's, or it's ain't so. It's on the, still on the level, we, 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 that's where we're talking about the level of mazel. The, the raising of feminine waters of Torah and mitzvahs do not rise, do not rise there, the Torah and mitzvahs. Torah and mitzvahs don't call forth from that place. It's not dependent on merit. But yet it says in the medrash, Sarah. Sarah was answered why. She was given a blessing for children. Because she, she had deposited mitzvahs and mice and toivim through her entire life. She had mitzvahs and good deeds. And so it's a, it seems, yeah, oh no, which one? Canal. So you need merit. Both are true. Ulam, how can it both be true? Is it stimulating or is it not stimulating? Do you need the merit or not? Is it a free for all giving or not? So he gives. Uh, this is similar what the sages say. Shaman is all interesting thing. God says, God says to us, open up a needle. And I'll open up like the entrance of the holy temple, the Ulam. Ulam was the entrance way into the temple, the outer, the outer chamber when you walked into the actual structure of the temple is called the ulam. So God, it's interesting. God says, I know it's difficult for you. I know you have so much yitzahara and distraction. So materialistic, we're so stuck. So God says, all I want from you, do something. Make a tiny little hole in your darkness. Make a little hole in all that, in, in the ego, make a little tiny. But how, how, how small do I want? God says, like the little, like a pin makes a tiny little hole. You do it, make a little effort, and I'm going to reciprocate, and I'm going to help you, and I'm going to blast open an entrance as big as the entrance where the Ulam, which was a huge entrance. Okay. Basically, this explains how, on the one hand, God wants something from us. He, he, they, you know, he doesn't want to just you know, be in a one-sided relationship. He wants it to be reciprocal. So therefore, he will ask us even that we should take the initial the initial step, open, make a little opening of tshuva, repentance, or whatever it is, do extra mitzvahs or whatever. And even if it might be just tiny, and God says, then I'll open. So the simple meaning is just saying God will do so much more than you'll do. And his, his, his reciprocation is way beyond us. And he'll help us so much. There's something much deeper over here. Why are we using Pischoy? Why are we using why is God's um, responding that he will open like the entrance of the Ulam? Why, why that wall? 
You say, but that was a very nice big uh, entranceway. No, something about that entranceway. That entranceway did not have doors. The heichal, the doors of the he the, the entrance of the heichal had doors, two big golden doors. But the ulama had no doors. It was a just an entrance. What does that mean? What's the point of a door? Point of a door is doors closed, doors open, and and and, and in most places, you come to a door that's locked. You 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 ring the bell, and if you have merit, you're let in. What do you mean merit? If you have business business coming there, you're going to be a customer. They'll let you in. If you're expecting, you come and pick up a package. You come and do this. You come and deliver whatever. You're a cousin. You're a sister. You're a friend. You're there. you have merit to come in. That's why you don't have merit. Stay outside. Don't, no trespassing. Don't come into my place. So the concept of the door is it's a block, so it can be analyzed based on merit. The, so the idea that the, the entrance of the ulam didn't have any doors, man, it's not a place where you come with, where there's a selection based on anything that we should let in or out. It's an open place. But if it's open place, then why do we have to open up a needle hole? No, because that's the way it is. God is giving from a place where, where he's infinite and boundless and it's not dependent on anything. But he still wants us to try to the best we can. And after we perfect and climb as far and deserve as far, then he's going to give us way beyond any consideration of deserving. It's not even coming from a place of deserving. It's coming from it. So it helps us not be spoiled, that we work towards our things. But what we get is not in any way measured or commensurate with what we've done. It's nothing to do with what we've done. We're getting a free gift, but the free gift will only be given if after we've done what, what we worked hard for. The Ulam, as he explains, didn't have any, didn't have any doors. So this is hinting to an arousal from above. Nothing reaches it. That's why there's no doors. But yet, even though it's just a flow, a boundless flow, you have to still open up like, in a way of understanding this a little bit, would be something like this. Imagine this, you know, we're inside, I don't know, this, that's what I'm seeing right now. We're inside this, 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 this globe. We're in the inside of the globe, not on top of the globe, but inside the globe, inside this bowl. And above, there's an infinite light. An infinite, you know, this big, big, big light. And the ball is inside and rotating inside. Fine. If you go and you make a hole in the in the in this sphere, so now you created a space where the light can come in. Now it's not like the light is being directed towards the thing. The light is shining, it's independent. So it's not like because you made a hole, that's why the light is being directed to you. It's that with, there's a little different because there it's just without the hole, you know, the light can't come in. But it's a, it's, but it's just I'm using it just for this idea that the hole that you're making is not what's drawing the light, but it's what's enabling the light to come down. So God's the, the enabler of being able to bring this constant infinite goodness and infinite blessing, but in order for it to be able to enter into our space, 
we got to do our little something, even though our little something cannot in any way deserve that light. Uh, even though it can't reach there, it's not drawn. After we've done and climbed the ladder to as high as we can, then Hashem will, will, will bestow upon us something infinitely beyond that. We find that same concept on Shavuot every year in Shavuot. By the counting of the Omer, it says you should count 50 days. The 50th day is a very high level. It counts 50 days, but we know we don't count 50. We only count 49 because we count seven times, seven weeks. Seven weeks is seven times seven, 49 days. We don't count the 50th. But then it says you should count 50. So we don't count 50. So it's explained. We count 49 because the gap that exists between the 49, I mean, we climb 49 rungs, but the gap that exists between the 49th and the 50th is an infinite gap that is unbridgeable. And we can climb from today till yesterday or till eh, and we'll never get anywhere. From, from, from a million years, we won't we won't bridge the gap between 49 and 50. Not only won't we bridge the gap, we won't even get any closer. Because it's in, it's in, it's 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 infinite. Yet we access it. Why do we access it? Because we counted 49. Because the 50th God gives us. And that's why it's called we're counting it, even though we're not reaching it. Because it, it it is connected to us. Because we did the forty nine, God adds to that the fiftieth, and then therefore it's considered our work. When we count forty nine, we're almost done here. Yamim shemem teshari be now, which are the forty nine gates of of understanding. The melanim shashara noon we get the fiftieth. K'moy can you even count the same as understood over Yeshayi day Torah mitzvah shoyse the melanim shachanis mazolus derech ampin through the Torah mitzvahs that we do. On its own, the mazolus of Erech Anpin and Juana now. And therefore, Hagam Hashem even though the miracle had to come from Hashem himself, not from Vahashem, not from the lower level where they consider the Beisdin and all that, where there is Chus, it had to come from Havaya, but only when after Vahashem Pak, after Vahashem, has to go through the court, which they have to put their stamp of approval. They, they judge it to merit. Based on and then it's being elevated to the Orient Saif, which is beyond Chachma, the supernal mazal of the notes are now. From there, it's drawn this Vayasashem. This will also understand, by the way, this idea of Mazel and such a high place that can, we're also learning about that in the, the daily Ram, uh, the daily uh, Tanya that we're learning now. He says, from that place, it's also drawn down to correct even intentional sins and to clean away the world, darkness from the world, even though based on all calculations, it Certain things can't be fixed. From there, you can fix even the unfixable. He says it's revealed by the passing of a tzaddik. When a great tzaddik passes, it makes sense based on what we're learning over here. Because all the good deeds that they did rise up at that time, and there's perfection below. Once there's perfection below, we get this incredible infusement of something much higher, which is the idea of mazel. Okay. That's why. In the beginning, it says, because we said earlier in the Maimah, that's the level of God where he lowers himself down already to be the source of, of creation, which involves the judgment. Without a 
That's already Havai himself, or himself, as it is beyond vessels and containers, where there's already some limitation. This is why when Mashiach comes, when, remember, one of the things we did, discussed where there is a difference between the word Hashem without the Vav and a word Hashem with the Vav, but both in the same context, is it speaks about God walking in front of us. So it says, In the future, it says, God, and, uh, God is walking before them, will walk before us. But by Mitzrayim, it says, And God is walking. Why? Here he says, Shalomayla. I think it's a mistake. I'm almost positive. It's supposed to be, the only way it makes sense to me at least, Shalomayla in the future, not Shalomayla. Shalomayla in the future, there's going to be a revelation of the glory of his kingdom, Al-Kulam and everybody. Which means that wow, Hashem, only Hashem, not Vashem, is, is Keser, is infinite. That means that that revelation is going to be infinite. It's going to flood the entire world. And that means that God's kingdom is going to be felt universally. When we went out of Egypt, God established himself as king, but primarily on the Jewish people. And so it's a much narrower revelation. So it's coming from a lower level, which is more restricted and limited. And that's the difference. Vahashem and Hashem. Like it says that God will be a king. It's on the entire land, right? Because now he's only the king of Israel because it's coming from a lower, his revelation of kingship is coming from a lower place where it's more limited. Now it says, so says God, the king of Israel. But in the future, it's on the entire world. God will convert all the nations into a single language. Everybody will call out in the name of God and to serve him with one shoulder. It will be served by everybody because his revelation will be infinite because it's going to be Havai, it's going to be from Kesar. Even though it's going to be universal, Tzadikim and the righteous are going to be on a higher level. It's not going to be equal to everybody. Universal, it's going to reach everybody, but there will still be different levels. Like, say, just say that even in that time, people will be burnt by their friends' chuppah. I mean, everybody's going to have a chuppah, which means a, 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 a canopy of godly revelation, but people are going to get like burnt by their friends because they're going to see that others have much higher than them. It's going to be uncomfortable. Something to think about, <laughs> something to think about now. Ratchet up some points. For instance, today's days, even in a kingdom where where there are where what he wants to say is that even in a kingdom that's reaching the masses, there's still differences be, be, between access to the king. People have different access. So he says, today's days, you have differences between the villager and the and the city dweller. The city dweller gets to see the king, you know, on a far higher level than the village. The villager sees the king when the king comes to the village. You know, once in a blue moon. And then he sees him, you know, on a, on a more toned down as opposed to the big parade that happens in the, in the city. Or like the ministers of the king, or those who see the king's face, they're much closer than even the city dwellers. 
Then there are the princes who have access to the inner treasures and so on and so forth. So even in the days of Mashiach, when God's kingdom will encompass everybody and everything, there will be many levels. After Loima, they have to be in Beza Mashallah. The difference, he says, between the two examples, one example is a villager versus a city dweller, or ministers versus the princes, the children. He says the difference, these, these examples are given on purposely because, I guess because the reason is He's giving commentary on his, this is really his father's discourse. He's, he's throwing in parentheses commentary. He says, the reason why my father then mentions these two examples is because Ben Krach and Ben Kfar, when we're talking about the difference between a, a city dweller and a villager, Nemen al Yeshaya. This is an example that the sages give when they want to talk about the difference between um, Isaiah's prophecy and Yechezkel's prophecy. That Isaiah's prophecy was much higher level and he's considered like a city dweller. And um, uh, Ezekiel Yecheskel is considered as a like a villager. This is like the the, the villager, the, the city dweller sees the king. Yecheskel keben kvar. You do what is known. And so once we understand sages, even though they're speaking in 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 metaphorics, they they have deep secrets in it. We know that the kabbalistically that the prophecy of Isaiah of Yeshaya was coming from the world of Bria, which is a much higher world, the world of creation. Um, um, Yecheskel, his prophecy was coming from the world of Yetzirah, the world of formation, which is already a far lower level. So you see the differences then with being in this godly revelation as, as it applies also to outside of just them. When we say that when Mashiach comes, there is the villagers, that's meaning differences corresponding to these worlds of Bria and Yetzira. The Nevoos Yeshaya Emoelam Abriya, the Ainu Netzach Lahoi Derech Eslapshus Abriya, the Nevoos Yecheskel Derech Eslapshus Adam Yetzira. So really, it's all from Atzilos, from the world of, it's a divine revelation, but it's going through in clothing in either Bria or even lower than that, even in the world of Yetzira. A Marshal Habayis, but the second metaphor, the Sarim Ubanim, where he's talking about the difference of ministers and children. That's already on a much higher level. That's already people that are receiving directly in the world of Atsilos. Sarim ministers are higher than the, they're also in Atsilos. And children are definitely in Atsilos. I'm like a minister. So now we'll also understand going back to the idea that Sarah has a child. And her name changes then. Initially, she's called Sarai, and then she becomes Sarah. Why? Because, what are we saying? That when Sarah had a child, she was accessing the higher mazel, she's accessing Kesar. She's lifted up, and suddenly she's illuminated by the lights of Kesar. Well, she's illuminated by the lights of Kesar, and that's who grants her the child. So that lifts her up into this expansion, expansion of Kesar, which is limitless. Now, who is Sarah really? She is the attribute of divine kingship. She is called Sar, minister. When she's called Sarah, it's it's equivalent to her, God's kingdom in this world, which is only narrow because it's only on the Jewish people. But once, it's going to be in the future, which is related to Hashem Ho'ilech, not Vahashem, which Sarah merited that because it says Vayas Hashem, not just Vahashem, that's in the beginning, but then Hashem himself. So that elevates Sarah. She's not just Sarai, a minister to me. She's a minister on the entire world. 
that mim it's mimicking and reflecting God's kingdom that's going to be universal in the days of Mashiach more than now, which is just narrow. Kisara Lashon Surada, Khanas Malchus, Sara, you Khanas Rakhmelach Israel, only the king of Israel. I was Sara, Gilam Achusay, I like Koyan and everybody. Kamar Nazal say Perikam of the Brachas, Dafiud Gimel Aleph, Sarai in the Umasa. Sarai means she's a minister, she's a noble woman, only to her. To her nation, sorry, Lashin Yachet, my friend, sorry, Sarasi, my minister. Well, the Besayf, and at the end, that's the Saralachelam Kula. She becomes the minister on the whole world. Like we're seeing the Abraham Accords on the end. Avram Avin was coming back. Sarai will also come back as a minister of the whole world. The Sarai ain't love love. And that's why Sarah can't have a child. Because as long as she's in the narrow realm of only minister to me, which means she's in the level of Malthus, which is still restricted. She can't have a children because on that level, as we said earlier, sorry, was not supposed to have a child. But once she rises to Kesser over there, everything could be changed. Sorry, Yeshlovat, sorry, could have a child. And that's why the baby that was born from her, from this incredible infusion of infinite light, was Yitzchak, which we know Yitzchak represents the future laughter because this is already the energy of the future. This is the laughter. And that's the laughter of it. Lashem Tainuk. This is the pleasure that's going to be. Sheila Asadov is going to be in the future, which is Nemer Hashem Beloivav, which it says Hashem without a Vav. Vizau Vahashem Pakadasara. In the beginning, it was Vahashem. Kasher Omar. She's now reading the passage like this. Vahashem Pakat means that's talking about the, 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 the deliberation of the Shekhinah of the, of the supernal court. He remembered Sarah, Kasher Omar, like, like he said, what's the like he said? That's referring to what was said by the angels when they came to Avram nine months earlier. Or he, when they came to Avram and they said that Sarah's going to have a child. Or so then maybe maybe three months later, God remembered what, what was said through the angels and, and gave, the, gave the final stamp that it should happen now. When we say Vahashem, but that's referring by the level of based. So now that's Kasher Oma, like he said three months earlier. And now Vahashem was They finally gave the approval, the full approval, even though they promised earlier, but now there was a full approval. Because of her merit. She's fitting to give birth. And then Vahashem. And then the actual giving that was submitted all the way up there. And Kesser and the infinite also agreed. Kasher. And here it says Kasher, Kasher, Kasher Diber. Here it says Kasher Omar. It's supposed to be Kasher Diber. It's another fixing I have to make. Kasher Diber, who spoke, Beisden Shalmaila. So now Kesser did what Malchus did. Malchus approved what the Malachim said earlier. I'll come back in a, in, a, in, a, in a year. So that was on earth. What was said on earth was approved by the Beis and And what was improved, approved in the Beis and Shalmaila or submitted by the Beis and Shalmaila was then given the go-ahead and granted to by Kesser, by the Orin Sov, Kashadibar, like the Beis and Shalmata spoke. That's already, God already said to Avram Avinu last week in the Parsha. When he, when he was complaining that, that Sarah was laughing, Mama Zetzachaka, why was she laughing? And Hashem said, Hashem Is it a wonder to God? Now we know whenever it says Pele, it's referring to Keser. Because the child is going to come from Keser. 
this miracle from Kesem. And Dover, the Kadesha Yeh Bain, you want to be a child, Sada, Sada, Ilusara Bain, and says, Yapolam Hashem Dover, no matter that, Ilusara Bain, you want to be a child, it's Hayapole, it has to come to the level of Pella, which is where we're living right now because we're living in the years of Pella. We're living in this time of this wondrous Kesar energy. That's why we have Corona, which is Kesar, as I mentioned so many times. It really is. We're living in this spectacular energy. We're watching this stupid, uh, silly um, junk that's flying around, little, little, little uh, debris. It's nothing. Even though, you know, it looks so big and so whatever, all this is going to dissipate so quickly because God's kingdom is ready to reveal itself. Which is the crown canal. First, it has to be by the basin. And they deliberate based on And then later we go to a place higher than Chachma. The Dai is enough to those who understand. Mazel Tov. We finished. Everybody who needs children, bless the biggest blessings. Uh,